This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Coleman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen and Yana Shanaeus. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's 1-0 victory against Hull City. Boy, I can't stand Hull City. I was hoping this would be an easier ride, guys, but it certainly was not. It was a tough match. Full credit to Hull City, but Fulham found a way to win. Alexander Mitrovic gets it done, as always, and actually he gets... The match winner, we'll talk about that in just a second, and I'll certainly want to get the thoughts of my co-hosts about this 1-0 victory. Also want to mention, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're really trying to build that up if you're watching on, say, Twitter or on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and tell your phone friends about the YouTube channel. We really want to get subscribers out. That would be a huge help to us. Okay. Guys, before we get into the show, I I was given some very sad news. Uh, A good friend, and I was, again, loyal listener to Cottage Talk for over 10 years, Roger Lewis, actually messaged me while in hospital, and uh, he's in the hospital right now, I believe, and I want to send him this message. Roger, is Roger Lewis, Roger, we're thinking of you. Giannis, Max, we all talked about this. We are thinking of you. Please get better soon, and... uh, just keep us updated on what's going on with you, and we just hope uh, everything works out for you. Okay. All right, guys, let's get into the show. And Mr. Cohen, first of all, welcome back to the show. Give me your opening thoughts on uh, what you watched today. Yeah, we were discussing this earlier, but it was a victory that showed why we're top of the league. You know, we didn't play particularly well. Nope. Maybe a bit tired. Whole city had us under the cost for more spells than I expected this match. But the important thing is we got that one nil victory and we have the best player in the league. I think he's the best goal scorer in the world right now, Alexander Mitrovic. And that's just what the stats show. I mean, 31 goals in, I think what, 20, 28 matches, essentially. I mean, he's, he's played lights out this season. And right. whenever you need a goal, you can just turn to him. He's the most dependable striker out there. And how about Nico Williams with that? Brilliant crossing. He's Fantastic. been a real revelation. 
we'll talk more about him, but just happy at the three points. The big thing now is it's still six points to Bournemouth. That's fine. 11 points now to Blackburn. That is huge. So, and honestly, with our goal difference, you add plus one to every single point gap. So really, we have a 12 point gap outside of the automatic promotion places. It's a, it's a great run we're on. And I think honestly, we can start to enjoy the end of the season. Hopefully, you know, as long as we keep on this path, hopefully, Hopefully. The past couple of years, it's been a struggle, you know? Yeah. We've been fixed in the championship. We've been really in the Premier League. This, hopefully, can be a nice spring for Fulham. Um, and it was a lovely, lovely one. Okay, excellent. Over to you, Giannis. Uh, Max actually brought up some good points. If I had to really just look at the match, I, I agree with him. I don't think that they played brilliantly. Weather conditions were terrible, but that's not an excuse. Both sides have to play in it. And, you know, it wasn't conducive to how Fulham played, but they found a way to win. I think the bigger story is not how they played, but just getting the three points on the road. Difficult spot. I don't care who you're playing in the championship. When you get three points on the road, it's massive. And it does increase Fulham's advantage over third place, which I think is the major thing we need to be concentrating on. Obviously, we all want Fulham to win the league, but the ultimate goal is – Automatic promotion. So that is the number I'm looking at. I'm glad Max brought it up. It's 11 now. That is huge. So over to you, Giannis, your opening thoughts from the match, and feel free to share your thoughts on uh, what we're talking about here. Well, don't we just love playing Schmoll? I can't stand Hulston. You know how I feel oh, about Hulston. Oh, just gruesome, gruesome team. But to, to, be, to give them a lot of credit, they were dreadful against Derby in the week. Absolutely shocking. I thought oh, we were going to go up there. We should be okay. Um, but remember, that's a pitch where rugby's played, and it looked heavy. Oh, and yeah. they came for the fight. They came for the fight, give them credit. That cross from Williams was brilliant. Super header from Meacham. I'm just delighted he went over to the whole supporters to celebrate because they gave him <laughs> some awful stick. They, they, they gave him some awful stick the whole game. And um, you know what? This there was, was a good, bottle on the pitch at one point, right, Yanis? Right, there was. Um, pretty pretty gruesome from the Schmoll fans. And what a division is this? I mean, Barnsley beat the Ha-Has. I <laughs> don't believe that. Um, Bournemouth were a goal down and then very late turn it round. Um, Blackburn are playing West Brom Monday night. Um, it, some, it was a crazy it was a crazy day in the division. And we found a way to tough it out. We got found a way to get a win. And our next two games are going to Huddersfield and, and Peterborough. So, and they're home. So, You'd like to think we'll get at least four, if not six points in that, and that can hopefully stretch it out. So these That's are the right. games we really need to – we've got a lot of away games to go, so we've got to try and grind out results, and we've got some difficult road games coming up. So it was good to get a win, even if we weren't at our best. No, we were not at our best, Giannis, but I always think a real measure of potentially a champion is how you play when you're not at your best and if you just find a way to win. I keep saying that all the teams I've followed my life, it really isn't about how great they play in certain games or matches. It's when you're not playing at your best and you're finding a way to win. That to me is a mark of a champion. They're doing that. And that to me is a huge sign. It's a wonderful sign. So guys, let's get into just talking about the first half and Max, I'll go back to you. I want your analysis just overall on the first half. Fulham had a few chances. Harry Wilson had a few chances. Uh, you know, again, just it wasn't his day shooting, I guess you could say. 
And Fulham, I thought, dominated the opening stages, but Hull City came into it. And actually, uh, Merrick Rodek had to step up a few times during the match, but I was getting a little bit concerned going into the half because uh, Fulham didn't get that goal. Just give me your overall analysis of the first half. Yeah, I mean, the, the way we came out in the first 10 minutes, I thought we were going to sweep them off the off the park. So it did I. dominant. It was quick passing. It was all of our players essentially in their half. And it was consistent. And I was really, you know, proud of that. But, you know, as you mentioned, they came back in the match. And I think we almost lowered our play to their level in the sense of it's a poor pitch. It was pouring rain, uh, windy, not great for, you know, passing. And we started making individual mistakes. You know, Reem had that clearance to hit off Robinson. And I think that was the best chance of the match for Holt. We should have been 1-0 down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fours, the unknown Brentford striker, hit it wide. And you mentioned the Wilson chance. I think that was really disappointing for me. He should know much better. It was so clearly on from just a square to Carvalho. Yep. And it was a selfish hit, especially on his weaker right foot. You expect him to be smarter than that. Um, but it was an odd one that first half. Yeah. It makes sense that we're not going to play superb every single match considering fixture congestion. And we just played a midweek against Noble. But it wasn't fluid except for those first 10 minutes. And we're probably fortunate to go in uh, level at the half. Okay, excellent stuff. Giannis, over to you. Before I really get your analysis of the first half, I'm going to share this. We haven't really talked about starting 11 in a while because this is more of a full-time show, but I want to get your thoughts on this. It goes along with talking about the lineup. What do you think of the new-look central midfield? Now, this is interesting because Chalba now has featured over Sarri and over Harrison Reed. What do you make of this, and how do you feel it's working or is it working to optimum effect, or do we have issues here? Again, it's a good problem to have when you have all these different options, but what do you make of Chalaba playing this role and overall the way the central midfield is playing? I think it's okay, but I mean, considering how well Surrey played down in the AFCON, I was surprised. I mean, you had to give him a week off because of the number of games he played. I, I thought by now he'd have been selecting, and it looks like if we get promoted to the Premier League, um, somebody's going to have to give away, and I think Harrison Reed might be the might be the odd man out. I'm not completely convinced by Chalaba, okay. if I'm being honest. This is where the Anguissa question comes in, and we, we've been seeing in the media about Napoli offering 15 million, and now they say they want to give less. If Marco Silva can somehow convince him of the value of what we're trying to put together in this club, he'd be a huge cog in the centre of midfield. I'm more worried, I have to tell you, about the left-back position. Because, okay. because I've been taking a really close look at Anthony Robinson, not just in terms of what he's done for us, but the US team. And he worries me. He worries the crap out of me. I've I mean, said this, Giannis. Listen, I'm obviously a fan of the U.S. men's national team. I'm sure Max is as well. But I have my concerns about Anthony Robinson. I've watched him enough with Fulham. I've talked to people that are watching him with the U.S. men's national team. And something isn't clicking or he's just, again, it just doesn't seem to all be hitting for him right now. And it just doesn't seem as fluid. And we're going to talk about the other side with a fullback because it does seem more fluid with Nico Williams, who just steps into the squad and mm. doesn't miss a beat. And it just seems more natural on the right-hand side. Now, again, there's a partnership there with Harry Wilson. So I get that, but he seems more assured of himself on the right-hand side than Anthony Robbins 
Robinson on the left-hand side. It's actually interesting that you're saying that. Max, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Listen, we are fans of the U.S. men's national team, but let's really look at Anthony Robinson. What are your thoughts about what Giannis is talking about here? Are you concerned? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really good debate to bring up because I think everyone knows his potential is sky high considering right. his pace, his attacking mindset. But the one thing I think everyone agrees on is he's not really a defender first and foremost. And no. his decision-making isn't great. And honestly, sometimes his passing is erratic. I, I still I still really like Robinson. I still really rate him. And I think, I think he'll be a key part of us if we get promoted. I really do. Um, okay. I think he needs just time. You know, he's still a relatively young player. I think these things can, can be coached out. Um, I, I don't really share the concern to some fans. Who, I, I know a lot of fans actually really don't rate him at all and see him as a liability. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, the biggest question mark for me next year, if we're going to talk about it, is who partners Tosin. But that's that's, oh, for, well different, that that's for a different day. Goes I think center back is, is a huge We could do a whole huge. show on that. We could do a whole <laughs> show on that. No, I totally agree. But I'm glad that you guys are talking about this. And Giannis, back to you, because we're talking about situations in the first half. And Anthony Robinson, again, that's something to be a little bit concerned about. That's why, and I've talked about it. I, I have nothing against Anthony Robinson. I see the potential. I also see the concern that you and myself have and other supporters have. But overall, Giannis, what, what did you make of the first half? I thought Hull played well. I thought Hull played well. I thought we, we got off to a very quick start. It looked like we were going to score a couple early on. And then um, they started getting a little bit more physical. You looked at They made three changes to the lineup. And, and other lads are in the press, press have said he wanted a reaction to the Derby debacle. Right. And he certainly got it, in, I thought, in the first half. And then, you know, Hull can look at a team like us and say, okay, Christ, they're, you know, tw- they were 29 points behind, behind us this morning. And you go, okay, well, we're safe. Nobody else below us is going to catch us. Right. But Fulham are scoring goals for fun. So he, he put out a very workmanlike lineup that was going to be blue collar in uh, a, on a difficult ground in really difficult conditions. And as the game wore on, you got the you got the the belief that they had the self belief they could get something out of this, and that's right. You know, we're starting to what Max said earlier, and Claire has brilliantly put it um, on on the chat about grinding yep. the games out, and it makes you you realise the game up at you know um, the Britannia against Stoke, how good a game that win that was because yep. the Britannia is a really tough place to play, and uh, the more north you go, and I don't mean. I don't mean to be this, this weather bias, but unfortunately, the more north you go, the wetter it can, becomes, the colder it becomes, the longer the journey, and sometimes the angrier the fans. So, um, you know, Hull is a difficult place to play, and in the yep. second half, they ask questions. Um, and going back to the Robinson thing, right. I think he's an outstanding athlete, but when I saw that loan, you know, Matt Target going to Newcastle from Villa, I'm thinking to myself, that's the guy we could get, we should oh. get him. Because totally he could give us the best of both. And then I'm hoping, that's why I'm hoping privately, that Newcastle go down. And maybe we can put, we can actually put or put, put a bid in for Target because we do need... I would bring him back. I would do, I'm with you. I'm a huge yeah. Matt Target fan. When I started seeing that speculation, I'm thinking, why aren't Fulham in this? Why aren't they trying to get Matt Target back here? I know they've no. tried in the past. They should try again, like you said. If Newcastle goes down, I would do it, Giannis, because to me, that would be an upgrade. That would be an upgrade. He's already 
Premier League quality, Matt Target. He, yeah. he is. Yeah. So, and, and you know that, again, he was only here for a short period of time, but he actually seemed to love the club. So it seems like a good match. I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay, guys, let's now switch to the second half. Before I do that, I just want to share this from Kamal. Has a little note there for Roger. And, and again, Roger, all three of us and the Fulham supporters are thinking of you. Please get better soon. So, Max, back over to you. Let's talk about the second half. Before we really analyze that, let's talk about the goal, the winning goal. Because, again, it is just such a great goal. But you and I were talking about this off air because you, you can focus on Mitro, right? For me, this has more to do with Nico Williams because you see the potential, Max, not just on setting up the goal, just of what he brought. This, to me, again, I want to see more and more of these situations, these crosses. This is perfect. Completely. And it's not really your classic meet your headed goal, honestly, because it's almost a counterattacking header. It's not quite whipped in from the touchline, the byline. It's whipped in with a lot of space in behind that back four. Uh, and the accuracy of, of both the cross from Williams and the flicked on header into the far corner from Mitro, while he's essentially in a full sprint, that's just such a high degree of difficulty. Yeah. Um, and and it, made, it made me really excited for, for that combination because I don't think we have a cross of the ball like that. I think Tete's decent. I think Robinson's, you know, mediocre about, about it. And, you know, Wilson, course for the best but from the fullback position Williams does add that extra level of offensive capability but also I think he was really bright and cutting out passes interceptions he reads the game really well for such a young player right and I think that combination might happen a bunch more as the season goes on Williams Demetra I totally agree and there's that natural partnership that he has with Harry Wilson which helps as well Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on Mitro because Mitro is being Mitro, scores a great goal. But for me, this had just as much or more to do with Nico Williams. I'm going to say this right now. And I have a friend that's a Liverpool supporter. He said, it'll never happen. If I'm Fulham, even right now, I start trying to see if I can get Nico Williams permanently. I'm going to say it right now. They want Fabio so badly. Let's try to work out a deal for Nico Williams. Seriously. I think I've already seen enough to see what he can give us. Yes. What are your thoughts about the goal and, and of course, Nico Williams? Well, this is going to this is going to floor many fans, but I actually believe Fabio is going to stay. Okay, that actually floored me, but <laughs> I believe he's going to stay. I, I really, I do. I really? Think, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Because you, you know, if you look at the manner of what this team has done this year. If you look at the sort of players that we could bring in, the infrastructure we've got, we've got Marco Silva as the coach. It makes too much sense, Giannis, makes, for yeah, him makes. to stay, but I don't know if he is willing to. I, I hope all, you're right. I think he seems like a, a kid who's got a level held in his shoulders. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, Harvey Elliott, I think, has to an extent, but he's not. He's not a Roberts. Um, I mean, we, we look at uh, the criminality that was letting Matt O'Reilly go, and we look at the criminality of what Parker did with Mitro, and that goal by Williams. Williams is going to get a lot of credit for the cross, but I want to talk okay. about Mitro for a second. Go ahead, the, absolutely. The movement, the movement, the initial movement, because I thought they did a pretty good job tracking him the whole game. It was that half-step movement that lost just the half-step yep. to flick it was was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you see that, and as a, as that defender, you're going, what more could I have possibly done? There's not, I couldn't, I couldn't, he couldn't have defended it any better. The goalkeeper couldn't have been in better position. 
he anticipated where the header could come from if he made the run, and he still couldn't get there. And the cross, as good as it was, yep. it, it's null and void without that initial run from, from uh, Mitra. Mitra right, right now is not just scoring goals for fun. He's making everybody look really stupid. And Max said about the best strike in the world. Well, the figures, you, you could say 31 goals, but then you look at what he's done for Serbia, yep. and you think that he may well not be a starter in the World Cup because you've got Vlaovic up front, which is scary, right? You're going, this guy has hit the peak of his career. He's never looked quicker. And this is a guy that was crying to be, um, to be, you know, um, loved and looked after and what have you last year. And Parko kicked him out to touch. And Josh Mazza, Josh Mazza came in, you know, and, and... When you look at it and you say it that way, Giannis, it's, it's quite amazing. It's, it's quite ridiculous. Amazing. And then you talk about, you know, Parker talking about Dominic Solanke. Less, we won't mention the penalty you missed today, even though they won. But um, 31 goals. 31 goals. This It's absolutely ridiculous. Insanity. It's, it's February. It's, it's crazy, guys. And I'm going to mention this as well because I, I talked to a lot of fans here that, again, don't follow foam as much. And they just see the amount of goals that Mitro has scored, and they're amazed that he's still with us. And the reason why Mitro is still with us, Giannis, I think you're going to agree with me. There are a couple of reasons. One, I think he generally loves the club. Let's just start there. And his family loves being in London. So it's that combination. And I don't care if Juventus come in for I don't care who comes in. I don't think he wants to go. I think this is his home. And I think... Mitro is part of the Fulham family. So when you look at that, and Max is talking about Mitro, you're just talking about Mitro from last season, Giannis. And we look back at what happened under Parker. What a disservice it is to really think about it now a year later, guys. When you see 31 goals, and I keep hearing this, Max. Well, Mitro hasn't done it in the Premier League. That's crap. He has done it in the Premier League. He absolutely, but he has not done it with Marco Silva in the Premier League. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Russ. I don't know. I mean, listen, I love Mitro as much as anyone else. I think he's a club legend, one of my favorite players. That ever first season, when no. we were back, I, I think I, honestly, I don't think I don't think Mitro's changed. I think he's the best championship striker in the history of the division. That is for sure, and he's only cemented that legacy this yep. season. However, we have to acknowledge the defense in the Premier League is probably five times better than the defense he faces in the championship. And he can't get away with this kind of stuff in the Premier League. Now, Giannis mentioned a great right. point about the movement today, and that was top-class movement. And hopefully, Absolutely. I think that, that could off. possibly could def- fool a Premier League defense. But let's let's just take a step back here. A lot of the goals we score this year are not nearly going to be available if we get promoted. And he has to adapt. Now, I hope, as as you mentioned, that the manager can, can, can give a different – uh, level right. to his play. I think Parker's style of play, we can all oh. agree, didn't suit Mitro. But at the end of the day, he's he's a he's an absolutely legendary championship striker. And from what I've seen, he's an okay Premier League striker. Now, we'll as, again, confidence is key. People yep. around him is key. Manager is key. All that being said, but I'm still reserving judgment. Again, I think okay. he deserves to lead the line if we get promoted. Okay. But he's still. I mean, what's the most goals he scored in the Premier League in his career? Ten. 12, you know, I mean, it's which, definitely... Which isn't bad. I mean, it's not no, bad that one season, the first season we went up wasn't bad. Okay, okay. 
We'll see what happens under Marco Silva. I have to share this because they mentioned this during the match, guys. I think this is great news, right? We don't focus that much on, on the under-18s, but it just shows how good the academy is. Under-18s duffed up Man City today in the Cup, and gentleman Jim mentioned that. And you have to think to yourself, if they have the level to beat Man City's academy, which is fantastic, we know this, then they, there has to be players there for Fulham to use eventually with the first team. And this system that they're building in the academy, we need to get more players. We need more Carvalho's. And I believe that there might be more Carvalho's guys. And uh, I think that you can actually really, this is one thing that I think moving forward, the club needs to really make an effort to not just bring in quality players from the outside, but really find that path with the academy to the first team, Giannis. And I'm, I'm glad that Alan shared this. Because I think it's important to continue bang this drum. They have this wonderful academy. We've now seen players go through. We've just mentioned the the situation with Matt O'Reilly, okay? We can't let the Matt O'Reilly's get away. We cannot allow that anymore. It's, it's ridiculous. And the fact that they're on the level to beat a Man City, which we know has an incredible academy and under-18s, is massive, Giannis. I, I know we're going off track from the match, but I just want to get your thoughts on this. You're you're absolutely right, and it's and it's funny now. Um, the Metro thing, Matt, you're right on this. Um, but but I think I, I, I he's lost weight. Firstly, okay. One of the things that I think has really really taken off in his game is his passing, and his his ability to hold the ball up and knock a ball over the top down the line. It's been a dimension that he's played this year where he's creating chances as well. And he's not doing it from inside the box or just outside. Um, he's, Adam has just put on, he looks significantly quicker and fitter. Right? Yes, he does. This is from Adam Goff. Absolutely. Yes. I, I'm honestly thinking now at the end of the season that the Khan's resolve will be tested around Mitro. Because I think if he scores 40 goals, and, 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 and it's, let's put it in perspective. Um, Johnson Clark Possibly Harris. Scored, Max. Yeah. Possible? Is, that, is this Very possible? Much so. Very much so. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I don't think we're at all at risk of losing Mitra this summer. Here's okay. why. I think, clubs, I, know. Are, I think clubs don't want to touch him. I think clubs don't want to touch him because they, see, they don't see any results in the Premier League to the extent in which they're willing to shell out, what, okay. 15 to 20 million pounds for him. Oh, they I don't, don't see I, enough I, to justify that. I'll be but, honest. But he's got an international... Yeah. The, thing, the thing, though, Max, he's got, he's got international pedigree. He's, it's not like he's a club player. I mean, you can see about Ivan Tony scoring 31, you know, um, Johnson Clark Harris and Peterborough scoring 31 from the league yep. one. This guy is a main striker for Serbia. They love him as much as we do. He has done it at the highest stage. Yep. I still think he, that I'm not saying he's going anywhere, but I, I think the Khan's resolve may be tested this summer because okay. somebody will look at And I'm saying, I'm looking at Italy. I'm looking at Italy where a club goes. You mm. could see that. Yeah. And then what would be, what's the price? I don't that's, know, Giannis. That's your problem, right? No, I, listen, I think the price would be high to get him out of here. And maybe that will happen. But I, in the end, I agree with Max. I don't, 
see him going anywhere, but they might be tested. I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. They could be tested, but in the end, I don't think Mitro's going anywhere. Okay, guys, let's let's move on. Before we talk about the good stuff with Man of the Match, let's just analyze the second half. Let's just go to it and talk about the second half. Giannis, I'll give you first crack on this, okay? So after Fulham scored the goal, I wouldn't say they held on, but, you know, again, full credit to Hull City because um, they were fighting to get that equalizer. It never came off, and I thought Rodak had to step up a little bit. But overall, what are your thoughts about how Fulham finished this match and got the victory? I thought we toughed it out. I mean, the first half, we didn't... um, I thought we looked a little leggy, and we looked um, a little behind the eight ball. And for that, I'm actually going to give credit to Millwall. Because the Millwall, if you look at Millwall, Millwall yeah, Millwall, I'm going to give Millwall credit because you look about it back at our game in midway. So you think we're feeling the I think effects of yeah, Millwall? Yeah, I do. It was, that was a really tough game. And they've, I mean, you look at their record now under Rowett 10 wins, 10 draws, 10 losses, goal difference minus two. Today, they thumped Cardiff. Or, they, was it, or did they thump? It was 2 1. Okay, they beat them. Right. The thing is, um, London derbies. Always very, very hard. Now, we've got a great record against Millwall in recent times, right? but they always make it really tough. To have to come back, then you've got the recovery day, the walkthrough to travel up to Humberside. It's not a short journey. The fans will tell you that. It's a, it's, it's a difficult one. And I thought, first half, we looked a little bit behind the eight ball. Okay. Uh, and then second half, I thought we picked it up a little bit. I thought Silver got the substitutions right. I was about to ask you about the substitutions. Yeah, I think he got them right. And I think that... Um, it, it's good that we don't have a game this week, this week because we have two in four days with Huddersfield and Peter coming up, and this is what gives him a week to look at you know the state of the squad and look at players like Seri, um, look at um, um, I'm, I'm slowing words here. Um, yeah. For example, Seri coming back in, into the fold, um, switch things over. Joe Bryan, I want to see another trial because I still say Bryan's a better defender, but is not as good an athlete. Obviously, Nico Williams coming back. Kenny Tetley's pretty close. Um, maybe is there an opportunity to give Muniz a game? Maybe. Peterborough. If we beat Huddersfield, I'd say throw him out. But Peterborough can't. A ter- just shocking away from home. But I think second half, um, he got the, uh, Silver got the substitutions right. And I was a bit nervous before the game, I've got to confess, because it's the kiss of death of getting manager of the month. <laughs> and I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> but um, Silver will be as happy about this, if not happier, than the three nothing win against Millwall because away games are so unpredictable and difficult. Ask the QPR fans right now. Okay, good stuff. Max, over to you. Your second half analysis and also thoughts on the substitutions. I agree with Giannis. I think Marco Silva got it right. Yeah, I think I was just looking through the stats earlier um, of our results this season, and it's only the second time we've won a match one nil all year the other match being Peterborough away. So for me, that's, that's very telling is that we're not actually used to playing in these situations very much. You know, right. when, when we do win matches, it's normally by two goals or more. And if we are keeping a clean sheet, it's a blowout. So one nil is not a score we're used to. And I think that kind of explains some of the nerves towards the end. You know, I just don't remember feeling like that, you know, in the last five minutes. And I know earlier in the season when got free kick after free kick. And you know, we're I think nervy. it's important though to be it. able to do this. Yeah. Stuff. yeah I mean, I honestly, you guys want to talk about Scott Parker? That was us in 2019-20 season. One nil matches, sit back all the time, you know, all the time. So it's nice you don't have to deal with that. But I think good point about the subs. 
I thought Declan Overeem was very bright. I, there was oh. one instance when he had a great press to relieve pressure, and I'm not really used to seeing that from him, so that was great. Um, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely saw at the match, and, and that's the most important thing. Professional yeah. doesn't happen much to us this season, but as you mentioned, it's good to have that in in the tool belt. Absolutely. Okay. Coming up next, we're going to end with man of the match. If you're watching live, feel free to comment on who was your man of the match. Okay, guys, let's get to it. Fulham, find a way to win, as we talked about. There were some good performances here. I also mentioned Marek Rodak made, made a few nice saves there. and uh, But for me, and I'll get us started, and I know what Max thinks, but I am going to say Nico Williams because I can see the impact, not just in this match, but moving forward of Nico Williams. Again, nothing against Kenny Tete. As Gentleman Jim was saying during the broadcast, guys, I'm paraphrasing, but I think it's going to be a little bit hard on Kenny to get his uh, starting spot back. So I'm going with Nico Williams. Giannis, how about you? Um, I've got two players of the match, um, but two, two players of the match in asterisk. Um, okay. I, th- I thought Harry Wilson was excellent today. Okay. Um, I thought I, I thought Mitro had a very very good game, and I thought Nico had a good game. I, I liked Harry's work. But my other man of the match um, is um, is actually to to, to Claire um, okay. because it was an obviously an extremely emotional game after everything that's happened since the Blackpool game, and uh, I thought the way the club celebrated Paul's life was absolutely magnificent, and um, as, as wonderful a win as that was against Millwall, the way that the players and Marcus Silva and the coaching staff handled that was is tears to everybody's eyes. Fantastic. And Paul will be looking down on a game like this, and I'm sure we'll be saying, you know what, that's my Fulham team. And I'm sure he's watching extremely proud of, of this. Yep. And in, in, you know, in deference to Claire and the family and the extended family, um, I think this is a win for, for that whole family. So okay. um, for the way that Claire has conducted herself and her family during a very difficult time and the amount of love and support she's had from the club, uh, I'm going to make a. I will make Claire the honorary um, second player of the match. That's fantastic, and I want to mention this, Giannis, because I spoke to Claire yesterday, and Claire and her daughter and a friend went to the match today. They went to Hull City. They went to the match, and Wonderful. again, I talked to her about this. I'm thinking, Claire, are you sure you want to go? And basically, she wanted to go. And uh, her daughter wanted to go, and they went to the match. And full credit for you for bringing up Claire. And she's a dear friend of mine. I, I can't say enough good things. And I'm always thinking about Claire and her daughter and and their entire family. And uh, like you mentioned, Giannis, for um, Paul Parrish, you know, again, uh, this was his passion. And he's passed it on to his family. It's wonderful. So I'm glad that you mentioned Claire. Okay, over to you, Max. Man of the match? I'm assuming Nico Williams, unless you changed your mind over the past half hour. It is Nico Williams for me. I thought he was excellent. <laughs> um, but what a lovely tribute from Giannis. And I just echo That's fantastic. I, Thank you, know, you Giannis. I, Claire's one of the kindest people I've met in the Fulham community. And the way the Fulham family is rallied around her and the way the club, the players, the staff have is – it really brought me to tears to see the Millwall reaction when they all hugged her and her family at the hammy end. And the fact that – you informed us that she went away to Hull 
she on a cold, is, rainy yes. February after. That, that's that's love for the club, and the and the club loves them back. So that's great. We we just yeah. that's just a great sentiment. Um, and, and you know these things you mentioned the, with Rogers' illness, and we wish him the best. And with Claire's family, you know, it's football is about winning and losing, but it's also about the people you meet. It's also about the community. It's and I'm just fortunate that we're part of the phone family. We are, and it keeps coming back to that, and we keep being reminded. We don't need to be reminded, but we are reminded about how special it is that me, you, Max, Giannis the entire Fulham family, we're all together. I never would have met you if it wasn't for Fulham. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis reached out to me and became part of my extended family. You guys are part of my extended family. And I have Fulham to thank for that. And it's incredible because other clubs, you know, there are some wonderful clubs out there. We're special. We're unique. I truly believe that. That Fulham are unique to what is going on out there. And we're fortunate to all be part of it. We're all linked to it. We're all part of the Fulham family. Fantastic, Max, for mentioning that. I'm going to share some men of the matches here. We got from Dominic. He goes, Mitro. Wayne Walden says, Harry Wilson. And my friend Emma, I call her Saint Emma, goes for men of the match as Williams. Of course she agrees with me. Thank you, Emma. I, I appreciate that if it makes your husband, Steve, upset. It's a bonus for me. So thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So guys, before we wrap this up, a couple things. I also want to mention one more time. I keep mentioning this because I still see people that are new to the YouTube channel. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please help other Fulham supporters find us. It's a great way to watch the show live. It really is. I go on YouTube all the time. And I look for videos, so please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up before we go. Final thoughts, Mr. Cohen, to you. Your final thoughts. I was talking about this before we went on air. I can't remember the last time, you know, Fulham have been top of the league for this long in my lifetime. It's a a great feeling. It's a new feeling. Long may it continue. Okay, excellent stuff. Mr. Janaeus, up in Canada. Thinking of you up in Canada with everything going on there, but your final thoughts. Super, super win, super win. You know, you look at the seven nothings against Reading and, and Blackburn and the six twos against Bristol City and Birmingham City. But these are the real games, and it was a it was a tough game today. It was a tough game, and um, the lads deserve a lot of credit. The coach, Coach Marco, deserves a lot of credit. The coaching staff, the fans that travel out there. You know, we've got a couple of games now where we can get some points and put some daylight between us and third. In the end of the day, it'd be great to win the division, but we want to get promoted. And the earlier right. we do it, the more we can start to plan. And I think that's one of the disadvantages about going the playoff route. That's right, yeah. I'm glad you're and, talking about this because yeah. I think it's hurt us twice. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it has. And uh, it, it lessens the chances of um, Floyd Aite coming back. Oh, here we go. Which, you can't. Not do a show without talking about Florida. I, Max is shaking his head because he knows I'm right. I think I thought we, we escaped this. I thought we were done. It's, it's 2022 in <laughs> no. the overall. No, I think it's going back man. to Florida. No, no, I think we need to get Philippe send a horse out of retirement. <laughs> We've got to get. Yeah, I can got, agree with that. Yeah, let's the get the horse out. We, we, lo- we love the horse. He's actually, I remember that goal he scored against Palace. Oh. Um, but it is going to be interesting now, you know, looking at the contracts and what we're, where we're at right now. Yep. And we don't have many loan signings. 
And this is where our friends down at uh, the Vitality, um, if they go up with us, um, are going to have problems if you look at their squad yeah. and um, all those loan signings that they've got. Oh, and by the way, one more thing. Uh, Doming- Domingos Kina scored the winner for Barnsley today. <laughs> Max mentioned that to me off air, uh, which, which is wonderful. <laughs> we're going to look back at that, uh, you know, in five years, in the same way we look back at Matt O'Reilly and how do we let Domingos Kina go from within our grasp. <laughs> no, we won't. We had, we had it. No, no. no, I'm sorry, uh, Max. I'm not going to go with you on that one. No. No, Good try, was, though. Good try. It's very try. rare that a head coach comes out and questions your work ethic and training. And we all know that, yeah, okay, the, the starting 11 sort of writes itself. Right. But the, the best coaches also look at training. If you don't put it in training, you don't get selected on the Saturday. That's right. And um, for him to say, look, this question marks. And I was I went on a couple of Barnsley sites and said, you know, what's he like? Well, he's got some talent, but he doesn't work. Well, since he's gone there, he's played well and he's worked hard. So I'm very pleased for him. Yeah. I am pleased against the ha-has. Although quietly, don't tell anyone. I think I'd rather they come up with us than Bournemouth. But that's just keep it on the down low. Okay, okay. okay. I don't know. That's a different story. That's a different. That's a different show. We can talk about that again. We have all these shows that we can do. You guys are giving me some great ideas. Okay. Before we go, I'm going to share a couple more comments. This is from Nico. Nico, there's a Goldman from Matt's Carlson for Nico. Great job, Russ. And this is from Peter Butler. Get job done as quick as possible and start plenty. As Giannis said, Giannis is 100% right on that. So good stuff, guys. And wonderful show as always. It's always good to do a show after victory, but I just love doing the show with you guys. And one last time before we go, I want to mention this again. I mentioned it at the top of the show. To my friend Roger Lewis, who we all know, a wonderful phone supporter, contacted me yesterday in a hospital, I, I believe he's in Spain. And, uh, you know, again, Roger, we're thinking of you. Please get better soon. Okay. Get All well, right. Mike. Please, please. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. For Max Cohen and Yashines, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.